Hi, I'm Kelly Bird, and welcome to the GLS and Beyond Leadership Podcast. Uh, I have the privilege of serving as a Director of Partner Engagement uh, for the GLS and Beyond here in Northeast Indiana, and I'm joined today by my host and friend, Jerry Purdy. Well, Kelly, we can also add GLS and Beyond Leadership Podcast host to your list of duties. Boy, the list is growing. It is, but I'm excited to be here today. And I serve as as executive director of GLS and Beyond. So Yes, you do. We have fun. Yes, we do. Well, we are thrilled today, Jerry and I, to begin this podcast journey with the founder and CEO of Sweetwater Sound, Mr. Chuck Surak. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Jerry. So yeah. glad to be here. Glad yeah. To, glad to share with everybody today. We are glad to have you here. And uh, Chuck, certainly in the GLS and Northeast Indiana community, there's a, a number of people, a lot of people that know already your story and the story of Sweetwater. But for those who are listening, who may for the first time kind of be learning about this amazing journey of Chuck Surak and Sweetwater Sound, just give us the give us the Reader's Digest, when this whole thing started, how many years ago, where we are today. Just talk a little bit, if you would, about Sweetwater. The Reader's Digest version, Yes. Huh? Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, 42 years ago, I started very humbly with a VW bus. Uh, it was a hand-me-down from my parents that my mom had wrecked. I kind of fixed it with some Bondo. Wait, wait. And... I've heard this story so many times, and I've never heard that part. It was your mom's yes, uh, van My mom's VW she bus. Wrecked. She wrecked it. I filled the, the front <laughs> with some Bondo and put two headlights on from Tractor Supply that look like bug eyes. Oh and I goodness. spray-painted it with 99-cent cans of blue spray paint from Kmart. Wow. And wow. So, so I went on the road as a musician, played for several years, and came home and started a recording studio after being on the road. And... I took that bus and I pulled alongside the church, the school, the nightclub, ran 100 feet, 200 feet of microphone cables in. I mic'd up the band, the choir, the preacher, the business owner, whoever it was, and I'd sit in the bus with headphones and, and record them. And then I would take those recordings to the living room of my 12 by, five, 12 by 55 mobile home. And that's where I edited them and, and recorded you know, more, more parts and that sort of thing. And, and that's really how it started. And a couple years later, I bought my first house on the west side of Fort Wayne. I built a small two-car garage there. And what really changed my business is not being a recording studio, but in 1985, I had a friend that took me to the music dealer show in Chicago called the NAMM Show. Mm. And I saw a prototype of a brand new music instrument called the Kurzweil K250. And it was the first instrument that played back digital recordings of other instruments. What year was this probably? 1985. 85, got it. And I was so excited to, to think about in my own recording studio, if I had one of these, I could offer my customers a way to make their music sound better. So I'm always looking for that uh, term from, from down south called lanyap, do a little extra. And so uh, it had a 50-voice choir. It had a 45-piece string section. It had a nine-foot piano, an upright bass. And I could tell my customers, if I bought one of these, at the end of every one of the recording sessions, would you like to hear your music with a little more accompaniment or a little more enhancement? And so I thought it was just a fascinating idea. And up until then, we had synthesizers, we had organs, we had electric pianos, but nothing that played back digital recordings of other instruments. Now, today we do that on our iPhones and iPads and all of that, but it was a big deal in 1985. And so I bought one of those machines very early and I started trading sounds. You could record your own sounds into it with other famous musicians. So it was Stevie Wonder and Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton and Bob James and all these old famous artists. And I was hoping to trade sounds with them. I quickly figured out they weren't really into the sound part. They just were players. They weren't technical. And Mm -hmm. so I was giving them my sounds. They started giving me credits on their albums. And uh, before long, 
along, I became the guy that knew more about the Kurzweil K250, frankly, than anyone else in the world. And wow. so they were hiring me to come work on their machines, put upgrades in it. Uh, I worked with a friend. We designed some new uh, software to go in it. And uh, I really catapulted from being just a recording studio to helping my friends with this really, really expensive Kurzweil K250. Mm-hmm. We put a lot of them in churches and in schools and recording studios. And I became a dealer selling a lot of them. And uh, 1990, uh, I opened my first real commercial location, uh, moved into a small 5,000 square foot building with five employees. Up until then, we'd been operating out of my home, uh, with buses in the front yard quite often, which would get the neighbors all excited when the Kenny Rogers bus is in your front yard. Of course, Kenny was never on the bus. It was usually his road crew. Wow. Uh, but 1990 moved into a brand new 5,000 square foot location with five employees. The next year we added on another 10,000 square feet and we probably had 20 employees and we were there for 17 years. That's and Bass Road. Bass Road. And we, yep. moved, we moved out uh, in 2006, and by then we had 200 employees, and we had about 50,000 square feet that we had developed. But and no more spray-painting buses. No more spray-painted buses, <laughs> uh, although I still work on VW buses. I enjoy that. Um, but we just run out of room at that property, so I started looking for a new location. And that's when we found the property where we are today uh, on the corner of Kramer Road and, and U.S. 30 West. Wow. And we've grown it since 2006. We've added on and added on. We started here very humbly with a 40,000-square-foot building. Mm. Uh, and today we have nearly a million square feet, 160 acres, more than 2,000 employees. And I'm just very blessed and very thankful every day. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm grateful to get to be a part of that and would just... Uh, again, for those that don't know, so many people that know you would know this. But even after all of that growth, it's still, it's still humble. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, no it's, one is any more important than anyone else. I think we all deserve yeah. respect. We all have the same fears, dreams, aspirations. And I really, really try to press that on everyone around me. Yeah. Everyone deserves respect. Yeah. Yeah. How I know, again, because I know you, I know you don't like talking about it, but give folks just, if you would, please just give them a general sense of the scope of growth in terms of sales and opportunity for Sweetwater in this industry that you find yourself in. It is it is so humbling to even talk about. You know, I started with nothing 42 years ago. Right. Today, we're the largest in the world at what we do. We sell more music equipment online, and, and it's everything from guitars and drums and keyboards, things that you use on stage at a church or school or recording studio. Um, I say we have 2,000, more than 2,000 employees. Mm-hmm. 550 of those are sales engineers. Mm-hmm. And uh, last year, we had our best year ever. And it's a little uncomfortable to talk about during the pandemic sometimes, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. you know, we exceeded $1.1 billion of business. And wow. it's, just, it's very humbling, very yeah. grateful. Amazing journey from spray painting um, with blue spray paint to over a billion dollars. And that's that's an incredible journey. But a focus Mm -hmm. on someone that is innovative and doesn't shy away from growth. So maybe give our listeners a little insight to uh, some of the things that made it possible to continue to innovate and to continue to grow. I think a lot of that's mindset. Mm -hmm. Um, I firmly believe that anything's possible. Failure is not an option. There's always, always a way. And maybe sometimes you have to work a little harder and, of course, a little luck along the way. Um, but, but I firmly believe you can do anything you want if you put your mind to it. And, and, and you know, who am I to say that God can't do something? And there's no way I can look at our company today and not think it's a God thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
So, you know, I'm, I'm always, always thinking, always trying to innovate. Um, I'm a firm believer of the Japanese term Kaizen, which means continual improvement. Our whole company now kind of breathes and thinks that. You can't stand still at our company. You're always looking for ways to make things better, uh, to improve things for either fellow employees or for our guests, for our customers, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. That's yeah. It's a true. good motto to have, right? No, it's fantastic. <laughs> and it's true, again, uh, getting to be around this place as much as I get to be, uh, what Chuck just said is not only true in his heart, but it really has infiltrated the culture. Um, Chuck, we, part of the reason you're here and, and so much of what Jerry and I get excited about is this ongoing journey of the Global Leadership Summit uh, in Northeast Indiana. Obviously, the summit itself has, has grown and expanded throughout the globe, but uh, what a journey here locally for us. You. I, I believe you started to attend and participate in the GLS way back when I was at Blackhawk and you were even then bringing people mm-hmm. from your team to today, again, just being really one of the most significant and faithful and um, ongoing you know, partners in this endeavor that we have. Uh, why? Why, why back then did you, did you jump in and why for all these years have you stayed not just faithful to it, but you've been growing in your commitment to it? Well, I love personally to learn, you know, and who doesn't read lots of books and looking for best practices and having two solid days of, of some of the greatest leaders from around the world is what initially inspired me. Uh, that's why I came personally. But I quickly figured out that that would also be good for others around me. And mm-hmm. I love seeing people develop themselves. I love seeing people get better. That's, that's one of the best things I love about Sweetwater is watching our employees mm-hmm. buy their first new car, their first new house, get married, have babies, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I love watching people that's get true. better and grow up. And, and GLS, to me, is just, man, oh, man, it's two days of, of just intense pouring into you and, and pouring into each other. And, and you walk away just feeling so charged up. And, you know, it maybe it doesn't last you all year, but it sure lasts a long time. And yeah. and I just think it's so important. And, and as our leaders get better, and a leader can be anybody. A leader yeah. can be, you know, in your neighborhood. It could be your youth group. It could be, of course, at church or more traditional mm-hmm. forms of leadership. But mm. as leaders get better, everyone yeah. around them gets better. And yeah. so I go, why not? Yeah. It's, it's so, so inexpensive. It's so, uh, it's the best investment you can make in people right now. It's help them get better. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when you... When you think about the GLS and the opportunity we have here in Northeast Indiana, when you think about Sweetwater, and then when you even just think about, you know, our, our community here in Fort Wayne, Jerry and I were talking about this, and I love hearing you talk about this, so I'm going to give you a chance here. What, what are some of your big, big dreams for this community? What are some of your, I mean, people look at what has happened at Sweetwater, and I, I hear it all the time. I hear people talk as if somehow where we are today at Sweetwater, like we've arrived. And I, and I keep telling them, you, you have no idea. Like there's so much more. Dream bigger. Yeah, there's Dream so bigger. much more that can happen. And and believe me, I tell them it's it's in his heart, it's in his mm-hmm. mind, and and it's in the hearts and minds of those that lead this place. But just talk about you know the combination of all that I just said. There's the GLS. There's there's Fort Wayne. There's this region. Like what are some things that you dream about? Well, I just dream that our community always continues to get better. I mean, that's a simple thing. I just want our community to get better. I want people to care for each other. I, you know, the strife that we've had in our community that we've had around the country, um, we don't have to have that. It, it could be a great 
thing in our community every day. And I'm just trying to encourage others. I'm trying to lead by example. And mm-hmm. you know, I think our company, of course, is a great example. Yeah. I love that we're able to give back so much and encourage others. And uh, and that's really, I mean, I would just love the churches to get better. I'd love the businesses to get better. I'd love the people in their homes to get better. Yeah. And anything I can do to help encourage that, foster that. And, and that's where GLS comes in because sometimes you don't even know what what you're learning at GLS today, but somehow it affects you and applies to you later, whether it's hours, days, weeks, months later. And, and I just, I love what GLS does. Yeah, It's great. You know, I get to sit here with the two of you and I wouldn't be here if it weren't for the two of you. Mm-hmm. So if you think about that, you know, Kelly really brought GLS to Blackhawk and, and with Lori and the staff of, of making it a great event that you attended. And then you came to Kelly and said, oh, no, let's take this and make it bigger. Let's dream. Let's innovate. Let's grow. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of that, leaders came and a leader tapped me on the shoulder and I was able to be engaged and and be a part of this group. That is just mm-hmm. incredible. So I'm just going to be selfish for a moment and say thank <laughs> you to both of you. Um, you have not just impacted my career, but you've impacted my family. And I think there are so many leaders out there that are feeling that. So on behalf of them, I'm going to say thank you. But we have so many more leaders to reach, right? Um, And I love that you're a part of our board too, Chuck. You're dreaming big and pushing us to dream big. So as we think about GLS and beyond, how do you want to dream big specifically there on reaching leaders? I just want to be more valuable, more a resource, um, you know, and, and just like you described yourself, you know, one of the great things for me being on the board is being around such great other men and women mm-hmm. and, and being in the GLS community, the local mm-hmm. GLS community. I've met so many great people over the last few years, and uh, I, I just want to keep continuing that, keep mm-hmm. growing that. And, and I think that's one of the values we don't even think about sometimes with GLS, all the relationships that have been developed and improved and fostered because of the event. Yeah, networking is not a bad thing, right? Kingdom networking is a good thing. (laughs) I'm going to go off script here just a little bit. And I know we've got a little bit of time left. I'm just going to have some fun with this, but I also think it'd be interesting to hear what's what's in Chuck's head on this. I'm going to name off just some of our board members. I'm going to just say their name. And uh, again, some who are listening will know who they are. Some might not. But when I say their name, I just want you to say what comes to your mind. Oh, you're putting me on the spot now, huh? I am. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Uh-oh. I want you to say what comes to your mind when I say their name. As you think about their contribution, their personality, just the uniqueness. We really do have a great mm-hmm. a do. great board. Uh, so when I say, so here we go. I'm going to start with Donovan Coley, mm. CEO of Rescue Mission. Donovan Coley, what comes to your mind? Uh, he's changing our community. He's absolutely changing our community, wow. and I just love what he's doing for, for homeless people and the, and the folks that are really suffering. Uh, yeah. Amazing work. Amazing yeah. work. Incredible. Mike Packnett. Ah, what a great leader. Uh, think about the institution that he's built, but also what a great man. He, he just absolutely lives what he believes, mm-hmm. and, and you can just tell he loves the Lord. Yeah, yeah. What about um, this kind of a hidden gem in our city. I keep telling people, I wish more people knew about this guy and his organization. Mark Robison, Brotherhood Mutual. I think people don't realize what we have in Fort Wayne. 
with brotherhood. But when you think about Mark, what comes to your mind? Yeah, it's a great one because I didn't know Mark before GLS. I mean, I heard his name, of course, yeah. but uh, he is a kind of a quiet but really, really strong leader. Yeah. And you think about the influence that he has all around the country with the churches that they insure and that sort of thing. And I've come to really, really respect Mark. Great man. Great yeah. man. Me too. Uh, Sherry Miller. Sherry helped me as I was transitioning from Blackhawk to Sweetwater and the GLS was exploding. She really brought some tremendous perspective and help. Uh, you've gotten to know Sherry. When you think about Sherry, what comes to your mind? I love Sherry. She's got great enthusiasm, great ideas. She's also very detail-oriented. Yeah. And, you know, she was the chair of our board for several years and, and really kind of got us together to think like a real organization. And, and I give a lot of credit to Sherry. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah. fun. I just, I was curious. Did what, I pass? You, yeah, you did. You did great. Okay. <laughs> well, no. Let's see Kelly Bird. Let's uh, put him on the spot. Now oh, that you're... <laughs> you know, I've known Kelly for a long time uh, from visiting Blackhawk in the early days. And, and uh, when he left the church, we were just so excited to have a chance to have him come and, and lead our leadership at Sweetwater. And uh, over the last five, six years now, it's been, it's just been great to, to really know him well. And, and, uh, what he's doing in our community is just so, so impactful. And, and, and what he's doing in our community at Sweetwater is so impactful. So I'm just thankful. Thankful that he's in my life and our yeah. lives. See, yeah, you can't as, escape. You can't me, put him on the on. Me as well. Yeah, it's, good. it's <laughs> so good seat. to be here. Well, we're going to wrap up every podcast with the same question. Yes. And Kelly is going to ask you that question now. But yes. we want to say thank you before you answer that just for being on for being an amazing leader, for saying yes to being the first guest on our podcast, but also saying yes to supporting GLS in our community and so many other ways that you're supporting um, organizations across the community. Well, thanks, Jerry. Yeah. yeah. So, Chuck, uh, think back a few years, just a few, because you're not all that old. Think back to when you were 20. And the question that we want to ask you as we uh, sign off here today is what advice, what leadership life advice would you today give your 20-year-old self? That's a tough question. Yeah. Uh, I'd probably give too much advice, but uh, um, what I would say is life is short. Um, life is about people. Life is about relationships, friendships. Um, oh, that's great. It's, it's, it's really about the people. Mm. You know, to you personally, you know, I would just say that uh, anything's possible. Mm. Failure doesn't have to be an option. And, and you got to dream big and you got to go for it. And no one knows your dreams the way you know your dreams. Yeah. And you may get a little discouraged along the way, That's but good. just stay focused. Just stay focused on what your goals are and you'll get there. Yeah, it's powerful. Wow. Yeah. I'm a little jealous. You get to spend every day with uh, I get to spend a lot of time around Jack. that right there. Yeah. <laughs> when you were, I'm just going to add this. When you were 20, I mean, I know you today and I know the boldness of the courage of your vision. When you were 20, Am I right in assuming maybe it wasn't quite as bold or were you always somewhat fearless? You know, I have a couple stories about that. I've always been somewhat fearless and been a, a leader in most of the things I've done. But yeah. I was floundering at about age 20. It's kind of funny you should mention that. And my grandfather had gone to the very famous General Electric Tool and Die Apprentice mm -hmm. Program. Mm -hmm. Him and Jim Kelly were in the same class together. Yeah. And um, my grandfather was, was so proud when he came back and let me know that he'd gotten me into the General Electric tool and die apprentice program. Wow. 
And I had to tell my grandfather, who I love very much, that I appreciate that grandpa, but I, I just don't see myself as a tool and die guy. And I think about that a lot and how much wow. that would have changed the direction of my business. Aren't we glad that didn't happen? In our community. <laughs> think about that, right? Yes. Yes. I, I mean, nice, I think about that. I that. agree. <laughs> so, so that's one. And the other thing I would tell you, when I started a recording studio mm-hmm. in a VW bus, pretty modest, and, and a little bit later, I'm in a house on the west end of Fort Wayne. You know, all the professionals, all the all of my the bankers, the accountants, the attorneys, they'd all say, recording studio in Fort Wayne, you need to be in Nashville, you need to be in LA, this isn't going to work. And, you know, right. And and they weren't very encouraging, frankly, because they didn't understand the language. They didn't, just like I don't understand a foreign language. Right. And and I'm sure I got discouraged at the time. I'm thankful that I didn't give up. And, And that's what I would encourage young people today. The people around you don't know your dreams. They don't know your aspirations. And don't let them get you down. I'm not saying don't get advice from them. But by all means, if you believe in it, be all in, 100%. Go for it. Well, I think he's all in. That's, I think he's in. That's, that's a wrap. <laughs> that's a wrap. Yeah. All right. Thank <laughs> you. Good. Thank you, Chuck.